Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron, and this is Real Deep Shit. have a confession to make. I'm addicted to reality TV. Hi, I'm Kathy. I'm a reality TV addict. Do y'all remember these shows? Survivor, Amazing Race, MTV's Real World, American Gladiators. Can we bring that back, please? Candid Camera. Okay, who's old enough out there to remember Candid Camera? And that actually debuted in 1948. I mean, I'm not that old, but I do remember watching Candid Camera. MTV's Road Rules, That's Incredible. Who remembers That's Incredible? I mean, that is incredible. Real Housewives of like every freaking county in the United States. Then it turned into Basketball Wives and Love and Hip Hop. And keeping up with the Kardashians and Hulk Hogan knows best. So I don't know if you all knew this, but apparently there are styles of reality TV. And I think the most common one that I watch is like the documentary style where it gives viewers a private look into the lives of the subjects, like the contestants or the cast members or the real life people that we watch living their lives. So many reality shows through the camera footage and editing give the viewer the impression that they are passive observers into the daily lives of people, which is also called fly on the wall. And within the documentary style, are subcategories, like you have the soap opera style. And these include like the OC, the Hills, the Real Housewives of every county, the Basketball Wives, the Love and Hip Hop, and Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which, thank God, that's ending. And didn't they go like 20 or 24 seasons or some ridiculous number? And then you have subcultures, which is shows that shed light on cultures and lifestyles rarely seen by most viewers. And that includes the shows Little People, Big World, which I've watched, Push Girls, Shaws of Sunset, Amish Mafia, who knew, and Duck Dynasty, because who doesn't want to watch people duck hunting? I mean, I'm guessing that's what it's about. I've never watched it. And then you have like the professional real reality TV, like Cops, Dog, The Bounty Hunter, because bounty hunters are people too. It's a real job. American Chopper, that's the show where they like renovate and overhaul motorcycles, right? Because Chopper is another word for motorcycle. And then, you know, you always got to have the tattoo show, Miami Inc., and then you have like Deadliest Catch, which I watched a lot in the beginning, which was kind of cool. But, you know, after the third or fourth season, you're pretty much watching the same thing where they load up the ship with crab cages in Alaska and they 
go out to sea, like within miles of Russia, through the ice, and they go crab fishing, basically. And then the dangers of that whole industry, which is very dangerous. But then you have the, you know, the camera people on board shooting all this footage in this dangerous setting. And I actually saw some behind the scenes of that for Deadliest Catch once. And this poor camera guy was like not having it. He was seasick the whole time. I mean, I wouldn't want to be out. I mean, he can't go anywhere because he's they're doing the show. It's not like they can take him back to port because he's seasick. That would kind of suck. And then you have ice road truckers, which is like, who came up with that? That's just insanity. And then you have the real estate million dollar listing in Los Angeles. And then, of course, you have Pawn Stars and American Pickers because who doesn't love a show about other people's junk? And then people buying other people's junk. And I think Antiques Roadshow was kind of like the OG of that kind of show. In American Pickers, I used to watch how these two guys would just travel around the country looking for yard sale signs and then showing up at people's houses unannounced, which isn't necessarily true, but that's how it appeared. To, you know, say, hey, can I look through your barn of junk to see if there's anything I like to buy from you? Most of those episodes for that show were backcountry cities, towns. It wasn't even a city, it was mostly towns where there's like nothing but fields or grass or woods. And it would almost be like, you know, an introduction to like a paranormal horror kind of reality show because you're like going into these wooded areas of people's barns and houses and property that you don't even know. And it probably would be spookier if they shot it at night. Maybe I'll call them and pitch that and see what happens. And then there are some documentary-style programs that place cast members who have never met into staged living environments. So you have, like, MTV's Real World, and that was the first originator of this format. And I remember watching the first Real World of New York City, and they just celebrated their 30th anniversary and have a reunion show celebrating that anniversary of the original cast members. But it seems from the previews that nothing and no one has changed in 30 years. But you also have Big Brother, which I've watched a couple of. It just didn't really appealing to me. I mean, it's a reality show like any other reality show, but this one just didn't grab my attention. And then there's Temptation Island, which I totally watch and have been current as far as the seasons. And this one's kind of whacked because these couples go to Hawaii, basically, is the Temptation Island, to see if their relationship is worth keeping. So the couples go to the Hawaiian Islands, which is very romantic and paradise, and, you know, they're not working. So basically, it's like they're on vacation. And then there's the guy's villa and the girl's villa, And at each villa, there's single guys and single girls. 
So, of course, the single guys are at the girls' villa, and the single girls are at the guys' villa. So that's where the temptation comes in. And so, basically, they just have at it. Whatever happens, happens. They're having one party after another. And then they have, like, the, the bonfire for each side of the couple. So the girls have a bonfire, and then the guys have a bonfire. And during these bonfires, the couples separately watch video of their partner with another person. So either they're talking or they're being intimate. And so, you know, it's a very short clip, but that's how each side of the couple find out what's going on with the other person through these short edited clips. So then they go back to their villas thinking, stuff is really happening but it's not because just based on the 10 second clip that they watched their partner's having an affair when that's not actually the case so it kind of builds up that tension and that drama and oh my god I'm being cheated on which in most cases is true but it's worth watching and then you have the self-improvement makeover shows like extreme makeover queer eye and then hoarders and I've watched one or two episodes of Hoarders. And that's a really hard show for me to watch because it's more than just people collecting things. It's very emotionally driven as far as why people collect and hold on to things. And to watch people go through that emotional attachment and, you know, their family members are concerned about them. And a lot of these hoarding situations are not great, definitely not healthy. And it's really hard for this person to let go of their things. And so I think there was one show, I think each show had like a therapist, like like a psychiatrist or psychologist or some sort at the location that the show was taking place to kind of help the person through whatever emotional trouble that they were having. But still, I mean, the whole world is watching. So it was just hard for me to watch that show too. So then you go into the renovation shows, Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And y'all remember what they say, move that bus. And then the bus moves and they can see their brand new house. And you also hear stories about that too, as far as when people go in and renovate the house and people have to pay taxes or they get stuck with some financial burden and it's, you know, and they don't get the furniture that they put in there. So it's just, there's a lot more to it than obviously what the show is showing. And then the OG of renovation is Pimp My Ride by MTV. Who remembers that show? That was a kick-ass show. It's like, hell yeah, I want my ride pimped out by MTV. I don't even have one. Well, when I was watching it anyway. So another category is like the court shows. People's Court, I think, was the first one. And then Judge Judy got into the picture. And then you had Divorce Court, of course. Then you had Judge Mathis and Judge Joe Brown and Judge Alex and Judge Mills Lane and Judge Hatchet. It's like, because being a judge in real life isn't entertaining enough. Is this like a retirement for these judges going on their own show? And then you have like the really... 
you don't know whether it's it's like supposed to be funny, like it's a comedy reality show, but then you have like the outdoor survival shows, like Getting Out Alive with Bear Grylls. Pretty sure that's how you say his name. Or is it Grylls? I don't know. Gristle. Where celebrities like spend a weekend with Bear to survive in the wild with a guy named Bear, which, you know, the irony's not lost on me there. And then my all-time favorite, which I've recently come to like, is Naked and Afraid. Now, when I first saw this advertised, I'm like, I sure as hell I'm not watching that because they're naked. And I think I'm the afraid one here because they're naked, then what's the probability of catching sight of their private parts? And then each contestant gets a rating, like a survival rating before each one. And like this narrator with a really deep voice. And But they, their survival rating could either increase or decrease based on how well they do in the show each episode. Like if they have water or food or if they've slept through the night or gotten eaten by bugs. All while the producers and camera people are right there. Two feet away. And I think if I was a contestant on that show, I'd be more afraid of the producers and production crew than if I was going to get eaten by a tiger. So last but not least, you have the social experiment category, which is like life swap, trading spouses. And then you have hidden cameras that catch random passersby, uh, encounter a stage situation which is like punked, which was pretty cool with Aston Kutcher. That was pretty funny, I thought. They need to bring that back too. What would you do? And then Candid Camera, again, was pretty awesome. It was pretty funny. It wasn't... I think some of the reality shows nowadays are more mean towards people, whereas Candid Camera was more like a funny kind of lighthearted thing. Um, There's a show, shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like these comedians. There's three guys. There's one guy out in public, and then the two guys are hidden behind, but the guy in public has an earpiece, so he can hear the other two guys tell him what to do and what questions to ask somebody. And that's a pretty funny show. And I wish I remembered the name of it. But that's pretty funny because the guy has to do what the two other guys tell them. And they like have this point system. And then you have the supernatural and paranormal like ghost hunters. I'm from Ticonderoga, New York, and we have a Fort Ticonderoga. And I'm pretty sure there was an episode of ghost hunters that went to Fort Ticonderoga. Whether they found anything, I don't know. I'm d- I doubt they did because I didn't really feel that that place was haunted at all when I was there. So how real is reality TV? How much of the show is scripted or provoked or quote unquote suggested? Because we all know drama and sex sells. So in many cases, the entire show is contrived and the producers and or production crew 
antagonize the cast to behave a certain way for the camera. And granted, a lot of people that go on these shows aren't used to be in front of a camera. So, of course, they're going to act in a way that they normally don't. But I also think that the producers pick certain types of people to be on these shows so that they cause drama and chaos. And just watching like Bachelor and Bachelorette is one case in point. I've watched a few shows of that. And there have been contestants on there that should have not gotten the rose every night. If you know what I mean. I mean, they're causing trouble, drama, gossip. Mostly the girls do that. But they keep them on there. I mean, shit, they even like give them a rose. And then the next time they don't give them a rose. But then they end up being back on the show anyway because they can't not be in the show and they love The Bachelor, whatever. I mean, it's just crazy. It's getting out of hand with this re-entry system that's happening a lot with these shows. It's like, you know what? Survivor doesn't do that. Oh, actually, that's not true anymore. Damn. Well, in the past, it's like once your torch is snuffed by Jeff, you're gone. You're not coming back. But now they've changed that too. And of course, the editing of the show is also a factor in how the story is told. And it can alter how things actually happened in a huge way. I mean, there's footage in there that I've seen before that's edited in the show that was used previously in the show. It's like they're just using the same footage over and over again. So why are we so intrigued by these shows? Why do we get sucked in? And when I say we, I mean me, of course. And for me, I'm fascinated by human behavior. I mean, even though I know that the show is most likely scripted and edited in a way to portray a certain tone or suspense or drama that isn't really there. It's just something about watching people, quote unquote, live their lives either in a batshit crazy way, like on Naked and, Naked and Afraid, or being a contestant on Amazing Race. It's like you live your life vicariously through theirs. And although I think Amazing Race is very educational too, so there's that. Education is good because you get to go to countries, quote unquote, get to go to countries that you've never been to, and you get to see some of the culture and You know, it's all convoluted anyway with the shows. And there have been a number of studies that have tried to pinpoint the appeal of reality TV. And some factors included the relatability to the show's participants, sheer entertainment, a feeling of self-importance compared to the show's participants, enjoyment of competition, and voyeurism. A 2012 survey by Today.com found that Americans who watch reality TV regularly are more extroverted, more neurotic, and have lower self-esteem than those who do not. I think the study left out wicked sarcastic. 
So the next time you're watching Real Housewives of whatever county or keeping up with the Kardashians, just be grateful that your life is so calm and boring. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani.